Unless we reconcile the two sides, that group will step in. Celestial being. <gasps> They're nothing but a group of fanatics, thinking they can stop war by using force. Of course war isn't right, but the reality is that people are losing their lives in these unilateral interventions. There are even whole countries that have had their economies ruined. I just find myself asking the question, do those people think they're God? People die in wars, too. I'm only saying that their interventions are too arbitrary. Without holding talks, without looking at more peaceful solutions, all they're doing is restraining people with the threat of violence, and that... that's not right. While talks are held, people die. Yes, but... It was Azadistan that destroyed Krugis. <gasps> yes, you're right about that. But right until the end, the two countries sought a peaceful solution. Meanwhile, people died. <gasps> oh no, Kamal. Were you? The fighting ended over six years ago. But you're still just a boy. Were you fighting? I am still fighting. <gasps> I'm fighting now. <gasps> are, are you here to kill me? Welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode episode Gundam Seed podcast that's given double O a try. My name is Jeremy. I'm recording from a beach. Just, you know, in honor of things. I'm Tyler. I'm in the mountains, so this is all over the place. My name is Zach. Today we are watching episode 8 of Gundam Double O, Indiscriminate Retaliation. I'm sorry, that's not what it's called. Indiscriminate, is it? I think it's Indiscriminate Retaliation. I feel like I'm one syllable short for some reason. Nope, that's it. Today we are watching... Episode 8 of Gundam 00, Indiscriminate Retaliation. The best kind. A.K.A., yes, we can stop terrorism with giant robots. Shut up, people who do. It's a Gundam. <laughs> because they, they knew that we were going to call them out on that. Um, to be fair, they don't initially start out with the Gundams. Nope. I'm not just really sure what their plan was, but we'll get into it. Uh, their plan was to blow up all of their bases. Then they won't be able to do bombs. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. If all their base belong to us, then we just win. Then their forces are just wiped out at the end of the turn. That's how guerrilla warfare works. Oh, so it's uh, like old style conquest rules where if the enemy doesn't have a building, you just win? Yeah. So Gundam 00 has too many characters. We could list them all, but I don't think it's helpful. Four of them have Gundams. Five of them are on a ship. Three of them left the ship to hang out on the beach. I was just thinking five on a ship. Four in some suits. Three in some different types three. of suits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was trying to... How do you Grand Maker? Because Grand Maker is three. Soma and Sergei are two. And then Ali Sanchez is one, right? <laughs> one angry fight boy. <laughs> <laughs> two familial unit. <laughs> and a bloodthirsty mercenary. Anyway. <laughs> uh, it's not bloodthirsty. Okay, He's a money hungry. I was going to say a money grubbing mercenary there. <laughs> but it doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well. No, it doesn't. I mean, we have to have the 12 nights of double O by the time we're done with this, right? <laughs> Shit. We can, we can spell it with a K. 
<laughs> it took me a moment. I'm like, spell what with a K? Double O? Where, where is there a K in that? Double Oak. I'm pretty sure that's Professor Oak's code name. Double uh, Oak 7. That's too many Pokemon. No, he's a special agent, so he's allowed to have one extra. It's a trick question when he goes, hey, did I fire five Pokemon or six? Do you really? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last time on Gundam Double O, Japan exploded. Saji Crossroad was there with his girlfriend. And terrorists are like, hey, Celestial Being, cut it out or we're going to terrorist. Which doesn't really, like, if their goal is to end Celestial Being ending war, then their method of achieving it is by causing more chaos? And I don't understand. The idea is to turn public opinion against <laughs> Celestial Being with the indiscriminate killing of innocent people. And that way, people will be like, oh no, Celestial Being is so bad because they're not acceding to this terrorist's demands. I don't even know if it's that complex, although that's certainly an angle. I think it could be as simple as, well, we'll just do what they do on a smaller scale. but the, And then blame them for it. Well, I mean, th- that part is what Zach's talking about. But that's the classic action movie of, turn yourself in, Batman, or people will die. I'm a man <laughs> of my word. Oh, man. Have you seen trailers to the new Batman movie? Sorry. I'm trying to avoid them really hard. Have they started putting color in it yet? Oh, yeah. No, it has color now. It's mostly red. Uh, I want to be a Batman fan. I feel like you guys can confirm that. Why does DC make it so hard for me to like Batman? This is how many times because they've DC done... doesn't know how to make movies. I mean, the Batman comics right now, he's hanging out with Ghostmaker, who's a vigilante with two guns. <laughs> Ghostmaker is such What do you think he does with those two guns, Zach? <laughs> he makes ghosts? Yeah. It's a very good name. <laughs> Doesn't that kind of go against Batman's like general moral code? Yes, but he lost all his money and can't be picky right now. The Joker bought out Wayne Enterprises. Okay, then. <laughs> so now he's hanging out with Harley Quinn and Ghostmaker. He's hanging out with Harley Quinn? Well, yeah, because she's too popular to be a villain. She has to be a hero now. Marketing said silly. So. She did a face turn. Now here she is. Yep, this isn't about Batman. It's about <laughs> Celestial Being. So Lock On was like, oh, I hate terrorists. And Setsuna was like, I hate common sense and rules. <laughs> and Tiara Erd was just like, I hate. <laughs> and Hallelujah is like, I put all my hate in another personality. I'm sure that can't possibly backfire on me. So I'm pretty chill. <laughs> I was going to say, like, after watching a few episodes, Alleluia seems like the most well-adjusted of them. And he's the one who's literally got split personality disorder. Yeah, exactly. Actually, Lock-On still seems pretty chill. He just has, like, a more than, or a greater than usual hatred of terrorism. Hating terrorists is pretty acceptable in society. Like the Joker said, if a bus full of terrorists blows up, nobody panics. (laughs) Exactly what the Joker said. So yeah, we are going to go watch episode eight, Indiscriminate Retaliation. You can watch along on Hulu or Crunchyroll, if you like. We start out in Italy, where terror. They are apparently uh, winding a bunch of like fire hoses down into put out a fire on a subway. And we see a subway train has been crashed. While we are getting the voiceover from last time about their campaign of terror, we want to fight against people who are using military force to suppress the world. So in order to achieve this, we are going to kill all these innocent people. That was exactly the point I was trying to make. What is the ethos of this organization? I I mean, to be fair, it's literally celestial beings move. Well, yeah, fair. I I mean, Tyler, at the end of the day, what this is, is kind of weaponizing the idea of one death is a tragedy, a hundred are a statistic. That way, it's, it's coming home to people, as opposed to, oh yeah, celestial being is only going after those people. I don't make war. I'm a barista. 
So we see Lock-On is brooding towards the ocean as he has a flashback to something being blown up and him being the only person there with a bunch of bodies. He's not the only one, but it's like people identifying bodies type of situation. Well, I mean, technically the other people are also bodies. <laughs> I, I mean, you're not wrong. Because the writers are very good, they have Haro state Lock-On's emotions for us. So Lock-On isn't just saying, I'm angry. <laughs> and Haro is great in this series. And Lock-On's like, I don't need a comedic sidekick right now. I need to brood. So Lock-On walks on down the beach. <laughs> there are so many good potential Lock-On jokes, and I'm just never going to think of any of them. So we get our opening scene. I was just thinking earlier today about how we only have a couple wishes over our airspace left. Oh, I for some reason just assumed that they used the same opening for the entire first half. Nope, they get two openings per half. I like how they're giving us like some character flashes. We get we get like people on top of flags. And you know who isn't on top of any of these flags or any of the world leaders we've seen? Are we even ever going to see the leader? Well, that's because at the end of the at the end of the day, those world leaders aren't actually important characters. That makes me wonder why we had them at all. Politics. I was gonna get more into that on the next episode. Because Tyler, they're poorly written politics. It's not even really politics, it's just reaction. This is because we need everybody reacting to celestial being. And it's not just America that's reacting. It's also Indochina. It also does kind of make a little bit of sense to show the world leader because they haven't established the characters that we're actually going to be caring about. So it's a lot easier to just throw up a dude and say, dude, basically dude in charge of country. And it's an easy shorthand to be, oh, this is a big deal. At least like with the president of the union, we had that like political maneuvering with Caribbean. But like it's the leaders of the advanced European Union that really bother me because I can't even put faces to them. Well, there's Lawn Nose. There's Blonde Lady. Yep. Um, and British guy, who may or may not be Lawn Nose. He might be French, though. Cut up to the Ptolemaeus, where the bridge boys are like, ah, oh, man, I knew this could happen, but it still sucks. Gonna turn people against us even more than we already are. And the, the other guy's like, yeah, but we're always in space, so it's not like it, we can do anything. But they decided to give us lines, I guess, because they hired voice actors for us, finally. <laughs> anyway, we're not in the rest of the episode. Let's cut to Gundam Meister Bye. Island. Where uh, Chun-Li in her pink VTOL. I said Gundam Meister Island because it's an island. I think this is actually Chun-Li's island. Yeah, this is a different island from where the Gundam Meisters are. And Chun-Li's like, be gone, slaves. I have business to attend. <laughs> I, I like how her head butler is like, welcome back, Mr. Chun. She's like, I'm leaving. <laughs> I learned this from Setsuna. So uh, we go to a boat. Yeah, we cut the Gundam Meister yacht. <laughs> the SSS Gundam Meister. Where Lock-On be lounging. Tyria kind of looks like he's looking at Lock-On like, dude, other people want to sit on that. No, I think he is just filled with disdain because Lock-On has relaxation. We go up and there's a dude, like the mechanic dude, is sitting next to the mast. Ian Vashti. And Alleluia walks directly into frame blocking him. And this dude leans around Alleluia to get a better look at presumably where the audience are sitting. And it's just this great little like background gag. Setsuna's also looking, but he's not nearly as intent. It, it, no, see, the thing is, if you look, Setsuna looks like he's looking at Alleluia. Yeah, Setsuna's like, uh, are we speaking now? Do I need to pay attention now? Whereas Ian Vashti is clearly looking past Alleluia. So Alleluia's like, hey, girls, why are you dressed like that? And Sumeragi's like, well, we don't have the budget for a beach episode this series, so we're making do. It's camouflage. I will have felt she just looks... She looks like they've dressed her in this. Yeah. She's like, well, okay. Well, I mean, it makes sense because then uh, Chris, uh, Christina yeah. says, it's my favorite style. So presumably Christina dressed herself. And then because she had a second favorite dress, felt. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. 
Do oh, her- this is why she took felt shopping is so that she could have felt try on clothes <laughs> to see how she would look in those clothes. Sumeragi's got a swimsuit going on. It sure it it's. Like, I feel like it's an 80s callback swimsuit. It's got a turtle. It's like a turtleneck swimsuit. It's bizarre. I mean, it's she not does. It's bad. It's bizarre. When Alleluia is, like, kind of asking, why are we doing this? Sumeragi does point out, you know, we can't do anything right now anyway. But then, like, wanders off and is like, it's hot. Give me beer. <laughs> yeah. And Alleluia's like, what's up with her? And Lockhart's like, she's just acting tough. And we get a shot of her staring pensively up at the sky. And Christina's like, if only we could contact our secret agents ourselves. And Tiaria's like, compartmentalization. Cell system. Yes, we do not need to know everything about the organization. I do kind of like how big this implies celestial being is. We've already seen all their weird rich backers. But going back to Batman, I've always been torn on whether I like Batman as a single man operation or Batman as 50 rich dudes at a company that (laughs) are supporting Batman. Well, I mean, because uh, it always does raise that question of who built the Batcave. Was it just Alfred and Batman? <laughs> well, we all know that Bruce Wayne is not averse to child labor. so. <laughs> <laughs> but with a big organization like Celestial Being, I like that they have all sorts of nameless guys who you can have manga about. I mean, we've already kind of heard that it is a big organization just by virtue of what they've been doing. Yeah. So this giving that a reinforcement to the bigness of the organization. Yeah, and it also helps that it, they all are secret from each other. So Felt picks up Haro, and it's like, long time, no see. To which she says, somewhat emphatically, especially for Felt, Haro. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to the Chun-Li cave, where her brother is like, yeah, I looked on the internet and sent out all the feelers, but we don't know. We went on to uh, a few subreddits. Slash our spies. <laughs> but James Bond hasn't found the place yet, so... He's probably seducing some woman that's about to die, if I had to guess, so give it about 30 minutes and... (laughs) And, oh no, there's another bombing in the Human Reform League. So that means all three of the major blocks have become the target of an attack. So there's a high probability it's an international terrorist network. It was already a fairly high probability, to be fair. Yeah, but now that there have been attacks in all the major nations, you can't really uh, rule any of them out from backing it. Yeah, kind of, unless one of them's a feint. I really still think it's a government-backed operation. No, yeah, I'm, but- I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. It probably is. I'm saying you can't immediately eliminate, a, like I say, it's probably them because no one has, they haven't had a terrorist attack in their territory. Yeah. Zach wants the opposite of the word eliminate. What he's trying to say is if the Human Reform League suspiciously had no attacks, it looks like them. Yeah, by process of elimination, by process of deductive reasoning. I mean, you would eliminate the other two. Chun-Li agrees. She's like, I think it, it, we can't rule out that it's a government-sponsored terrorist attack. It seems like a good way to deal with us. Well, I mean, because it's not like you can use a Gundam to stop a car bomb. Although I feel like later in this episode, they sort of prove it's not. A government-backed organization? Yeah, or at least not one of the major governments. So Sumeragi's like, hey, they have to have multiple bases to stage these attacks, so we're going to split the Gundams up all around the world so we can attack them all at once and get them all. Felt hands Haro back to lock on. Haro's like, see you, Felt. And she's like, Haro. <laughs> <laughs> because Haro expresses uh, Lock-On's emotions. Felt only expresses her emotions by saying the word Haro. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just reinforcing that idea that Haro is the most important thing in Gundam, which is why it's weird that it wasn't around for a good chunk of them. Um, well, because the well, 90s, they wanted you to forget about continuity. A good chunk of them. The I, 90s. Is it just Gundam Wing and G Gundam? That and Gundam X, the 90s. I'm sorry, Gundam X? Yeah, nobody watched it because it came out after Gundam Wing, and that's not what they wanted. Or Gundam Double X. That's not a series, that's a Gundam. 
Oh, is it not? I, I thought yeah. it was like a sequel series to Gundam no. X. No, it's his... Like Double Zeta. No, it's like, the, it's like the Freedom Gundam. He gets it halfway. Okay. I don't know what happens to the X. I've never seen Gundam Actually, I don't X. think there's a Haro in turn A. Oh, no, I think you're right. That was the year 2000, so... Close Basically enough. the 90s. Yeah. So we get a full launch sequence for the Gundams and their Meisters, buy all our play sets and toys. Because, you know, this whole thing of uh, dealing with this international terrorist network isn't big enough to handle an entire episode on its own. Of course, they're all launching out of different places. Like, the Virtue is just, like, in the water for some reason. Tierra is like, I'm going for a swim, and then just hops out in the Virtue. I like how Sumeragi and Felt no stell the launches, and Christina acts <laughs> like a human being. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it, it is pretty great, because there's, like, all the leaves and stuff flying around, and, like you said, Felt and Sumeragi are just, like, watching them go. And then it zooms in on Felt's face, specifically. Yep, as Lockon is leaving. So, cut to Colonel Smirnov, who's been called about the terrorist attack. Soma Pierce comes in, and he's like, why do we care about lame terrorists? And he's like, because Celestial Being might do something about it. And that's our job, Celestial Being. <laughs> now, go and do your homework. Have you eaten dinner? Make sure to eat all your vegetables. <laughs> I mean, we kind of get a flash around the world, because we get Graham Aker and his buddies here flying around looking. I love this scene, actually, because yeah. I love how he's doing it. He's like, sir, pretty sure we can't stop car bombs with a mobile suit. And he's like, <laughs> I know, but I want to feel like I'm doing something as we see them just flying by, presumably looking out the windows for terrorists. I, I immediately filled out the same thing. Like, as a, a, as a Virgo, I'm an impatient and restless man. <laughs> but yeah, so they're just flying around, presumably looking out the window. Cut to Scotland. Here, hey, it's Marina Ismail. Remember her? We didn't talk about her at the start. She's the princess of Azedistan, a Middle Eastern country. She's the princess of this Gundam series. Every Gundam series has one. G Gundam doesn't have a princess. I guess it does have a literal princess that hangs out with George, huh? Yes. <laughs> She's, not- She's not a main character, but they do have a literal princess that hangs around George. I'm trying to think of a counterexample. Yeah, I guess Sayla is a stretch, but she's definitely a princess. Zeta Gundam does not have a princess. I've never seen Zeta Gundam. Maneva but- Zabi is important politically as a pawn in Zeta Gundam, though. Like, Haman is, a- it does have a regent. So I feel like... <laughs> well, wasn't Zeta Gundam also written when he was in a really bad place when it came to women anyway? Y- yes, but... Well, Haman- that's probably why there's no... <laughs> but Haman Khan is the best, and her breasts aren't weighed down by gravity. She was raised in space. It's canon. So apparently, uh, Marina's uh, meeting with the Scottish Prime Minister has been delayed because of Celestial Being. And back there, it's like, think of it as a holiday. And she's like, no, I have to work. And she's like, hey, so there was literal violence that happened in our Congress. And this was written before January 6, 2021. So we don't know that that's just fine and the world keeps going. You might not have a country when you get back. Well, at least in, in this particular case, they're also worried about Celestial Being being like, we see war, we're going to go fuck up your country. They're more worried they will start a civil war and then that Celestial Being will intervene. Cut to Tokyo, where Saji is on the phone with Luis, and she's like, oh man, my mom keeps telling me to come back to Spain. And Saji's like, you should just go to make her feel better. And she's like, no, she will not let me leave. Is she from Spain? I assume. Yes. Okay. You know, all the Spanish blondes? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But then his sister gets home, so he's like, hey, I gotta go. Yeah, and he's like, you look exhausted. And her reaction is, of course, why why wouldn't I be? There's all this shit going on, and I'm in the news business. I was going to say, have you not seen the news recently? I do that. I was like, no, I'm a, a kid. Kids don't watch the news. 
Although Sanji watches a surprising amount of news. So. It's just on wherever he goes. It's not like he sits down and turns on the news. Unless That's fair. No, Louise apparently watches a lot of news because she's <laughs> called him a couple of times and told him to watch the news. It's true. So, I mean, I would also buy that Sanji watches a bit more of the news than normal kids his age just because of the fact that his sister literally works for the news. Sanji's like, you know, I used to think it was all someone else's problem until a bomb blew up five feet from me. I wonder <laughs> if he told his sister that happened, because he is speaking about this kind of abstractly. And she also mentions, like, having interviewed the uh, the victims, and I would assume or the families of the victims, depending on what your full definition on that is. I don't know that he has actually told her that he was there. No, I would think not. I would maybe keep that from my sister, especially if I just scared her to death by almost falling into orbit. Yeah, now that I think about it, Saji's had an interesting, like, week. <laughs> yeah, I really like this little development from Saji about how he's like, yeah, I used to think it all was someone else's problem, but I'm starting to realize I'm a citizen of the world and everything. Also, I can be very assertive with my girlfriend, but only if we're about to die in, like, two <laughs> seconds. Yeah, I, which, I, I, that's I had a weird kink. that he was... Uh, that he had told her about that because of the flashback there. But looking at it again, I don't think he's actually told her that he was near that bus when it blew up, that him and Louise were there. She reinforces what I was talking about, how people are hating celestial being because they're like, it's celestial beings fault. These guys exist. And it's like, no, people are dicks and they're going to be dicks. Well, I don't think she necessarily thinks it's celestial beings fault. She's just saying, I understand that viewpoint. And Saji's like, man, no. it's impossible to end war, isn't it? That was me coming across on there like yes i understand why you would blame celestial being because that is what the people are saying it's their fault but uh not really no so saji's like man i think it's probably impossible to end war and she's like i bet that's what they think too and they have some sort of ulterior, ulterior motive. motive thank you alternate goal is the word that pops it, into my head and i'm like that's not literally words people <laughs> say. She, she literally says ulterior motive i get the feeling from the pilots that they actually believe that they can accomplish this i don't actually but I mean, Setson is going to have some very interesting words this episode, right? On the matter. Well, I, th I think the idea is kind of along the lines of they can't stop people from warring with each other, but they can mete out punishment if people do. So it, it goes into that peace through superior firepower and, you know, ruling through terror more than uh, actually getting everybody to get along. <laughs> how long can that actually last until someone develops something? Depends on how long the dictator lives. I want to say 17 episodes, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> So Saji's like, man, I wonder what my mom and dad would think if I wasn't an anime character. And Kinoe's like, don't worry, Saji, they aren't important. This isn't <laughs> foreshadowing or anything. So uh, Virtue goes to Australia. Yeah, that's where Tiaria deserves to be. It's where they put criminals in danger. Specifically Australia, <laughs> mountain region. Seems like a very strange choice to be in Australia. And then Vicarios uh, <laughs> is in the Human Reform League. Desert. desert region which means somewhere in the gobi desert <laughs> like at least he's in the right like country like on the on the right continent from one of the attacks maybe there's an attack in australia i don't know then they send dynamis to union south america ungle region <laughs> Look, <laughs> i didn't notice that subtitles are hard zach this has been doing a lot better than gundam seed did yeah, sorry. I hadn't noticed that originally too, but then looking at it here, it's there. I just filled in the J, but no, it is totally just the Uncle region. Yeah, it turns out there's a typo there, and the typo is actually Uncle region. It's cool Uncle Lock-On. And then we have Setsuna being like, I sense there's a main character that must be brought into the cast. I'm going to Scotland. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the only one remotely near a city, as far as we can tell. Let's be fair, Zach. Sumaragi sensed that and sent Setsuna to Scotland. 
So Setsuna is having a flashback to that time he was a child soldier, and one of the older childs, one of the older children was like, "I have to go fight," and Setsuna's like, "You'll die," and he's like, "What are you a coward? Are you afraid of dying? God loves people who die." Hard cut to the like his uh, funeral. Yep, with Ali Sanchez being like, "He lived for God and died for God. Now his spirit will be guided for God." Thirty virgins or something—that's what kids want, right? Setsuna's like, "Man, there's no God in death. I'm an atheist. Remember that." But then he detects a heat source close to where Sumeragi predicted there will be an attack. I'm not sure how he d- detected this, like, just this heat source in the middle of a city when he's on the outskirts of said city. Something, something, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. I feel like they also have satellites at their disposal. They do have a spaceship. It just seems odd. It's like, it's a heat source. It's in the middle of a city. So Sumeragi calls him and is like, hey, we saw a suspicious person leaving the bombing site. Can you go check it out? I love his little, like, rent-a-taxi that looks like he should be playing a card game on it. <laughs> it's a rent-a-bike. It's like a very fancy version of those rent-a-cycles, the city bikes. I'm on a bit of a Yu-Gi-Oh! kick right now, which is going to come up multiple times this episode, weirdly. But all of the motorcycles and card games on motorcycles have ridiculous designs like this. Like the moto-taxi. And they're like, you can't use Exia to go fight terrorists. He's like, I'm not that stupid. I just noticed his hair is, like, blowing around a little bit while he's in the taxi. Did they animate air conditioning? <laughs> <laughs> Look, they have a budget on Double O. It's not air conditioning, because he's from the desert. It's the heater. <laughs> it's not hot enough here in Scotland. Actually, now that I say that out loud, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, so cut to Marina Ismail being put in a limo by her secret service, because there was a terrorist attack nearby. I love how Setsuna pulls up. Presumably this took him a while to get here because he was in his Gundam when the bomb actually went off. And then he gets a notification that the suspect is escaping in a brown car. Like, he hasn't left already. Like, this has got to be, like, a couple hours later. Have you ever watched a James Bond chase scene, Zach? They go on for hours and hours (laughs) and hours. But no one else is here. And then this dude, like, as if he couldn't be more obvious, like fishtails around the corner. Well, he just escaped Bond and doesn't realize Setsuna is here to pick up the chase. I was going to say it just took him a while to find a car to hijack. Cut to Marina in her car. In the back seat. And she's watching passing cars. And she sees Setsuna go by in his rent-a-taxi. And she's like, ah, that guy has the same skin color as me. Japanese white. (laughs) (laughs) This is the other thing I was going to... We've talked a couple of times about how it's weird that they don't color their skin at all differently. Like I said, I'm on a Yu-Gi-Oh kick. I'm watching the last arc of Yu-Gi-Oh, which is the one where they... It takes place primarily in an RPG about the Pharaoh's memories. They actually color all the Egyptian peoples darker. And you don't really notice until pasty-ass regular Yugi is standing next to the Pharaoh. <laughs> but they are all dark-skinned. Anime can do it. Why don't I, they? I mean, I've maintained that Setsuna looks coffee-stained. Like, I mean, lightly, yes. He looks like... Did he ever do one of those projects where he had to, like, make old-looking paper for yeah. an assignment in school? He's got that color. Whereas Marina is just... Straight up white. <laughs> and Marina's like, what? A vaguely Middle Eastern person in Europe? That can't possibly be. So Setsuna like, drives up next to this dude, says, I will apprehend the target, and starts shooting it. <laughs> Look, he doesn't have time for no nonsense. So, And not only, he's shooting like the windows, and not the smart thing, and like the, the tires. tires. It turns out in the future, all tires are made out of solid steel, so you can't shoot them out anymore. So Setsuna skids to a stop, whereas the coop somehow manages a perfect U-turn. And zips away as a cop, presumably called by somebody, shows up to uh, apprehend Setsuna. In the dub, he has the most lovely Irish lilt. 
which is so close. <laughs> I kind of love this shot of like him coming up on Setsuna, and Setsuna has this look on his face like, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to kill this man. <laughs> I was actually wondering how he was going to handle this situation, because I feel like it is not- He's a going to wait for the writer to handle it for him. Yeah. Well, he does look concerned when the man asks for his ID. And he's like, why aren't you giving me an ID? But then the car comes by and Secret Service man is like, excuse me, that boy is with us. Can't you tell we're also Middle Eastern? <laughs> and he's like, who are you? He's like, I do have ID. It this says, <laughs> give me the protag. <laughs> and Setson is confused. And, and Mer- Marina is like, hi. I want someone important. to talk to. I'm very bored. <laughs> I want someone to talk to who isn't Sheeran, who's going to <laughs> chew me out. And that's not the eye catch. It is. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to episode eight of Gundam Double O with us. Did you notice? I noticed. No, I'm not going to explain that. Hey, everyone, I want to give a huge thanks to our patrons over at patreon.com slash the last podcast. We just passed a $50 month mark, which means that we're going to do a Let's Play of Journey to Jaburo at some time soon-ish. Pretty excited about that. I don't think that's... Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, we're actually starting to get into like the meat of Gundam Double O, and it's kind of getting good. It took a while to get there, though, so, you know, take that for what you will. Anyway, with that, thanks everyone for listening and keeping us going, and back to the episode. So then, instead of talking in the car, they drive to a nice scenic view to talk. Well, from the shot later, presumably it's because Setsuna had to bring the bike. Because he's still paying for that taxi. True. Or Celestial <laughs> Being is still paying for that taxi. I just can't imagine a world in which the Azidistani uh, embassy, there we go. I was going to call them the registry. <laughs> I'm like, that's not it. That's not the right thing. Can't just hand wave that away with money or something. But Well, in this world, they don't have very much money anymore, remember? There's still an entire government. So she's like, did I overstep my bounds getting you out of clearly be about to be arrested? And he's like, no, actually, thank you. And she's like, I didn't think I'd met anyone else from my homeland here. Only people from Azedistan can be vaguely Middle Eastern. And Sessina's like, wow, that's racist. <laughs> she's like, you're, you're from my country, right? And he's like, no, I'm from a different country. I'm from Cruges. And she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. This is awkward. And this is also where we find out that uh, apparently Azadistan is the one that destroyed his country. Yep. Very subtly. It's not stated outright yet, but... She's like, anyway, I'm Marina Ismail, the princess of the country that wrecked yours. To be fair, I was not princess then. I so, think so I was like, my a... name is fake name McFake name. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is another fake name. Because it is. he, I don't remember. Soren is his yeah. real name. And he doesn't give Setsuna FSA yet. yet. I feel like he doesn't understand the point of a uh, covert operation. <laughs> to be fair, he gives her two fake names. That's better than one. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like, hey, are you here sightseeing? And he's like, I do not do the socials. I'm leaving. <laughs> And she's like, please let me talk to you longer. I've been so bored. I only get to talk to an asshole and people who don't speak with sunglasses on and and politicians. You have no idea how bad it is. (laughs) I kind of like the animation on her, like, running up to try to, like, not quite touch him to stop him. Yeah. Come on, the politicians, please. Uh, Meanwhile, the Secret Service has caught the guy Setsuno is trying to catch. So I guess Celestial Being didn't need to be here. Well, not Celestial Being, um... Well, I'm saying Celestial Being didn't need to send Setsuna to do it. Well, that's, that's what I was more of saying, is that they didn't need Setsuna to do it. Setsuna dis- did cause him to turn around and head back towards the crime scene, so maybe his intervention was necessary. Who True. knows? Come back to Chen Li, whose butler is like, hey, uh, we figured out it's La Aderna, some terrorist group. They love nature, so they're bombing us. 
And so she's like, find the, have everybody find their bases. It's a good thing they've only got three, right? Well, no, it turned, they had a ton, and then they vacated all of them, down to three. Cut back to Setsuna, who's like, diplomacy? And she's like, yeah, diplomacy. It's a really good skill if your DM lets you get away with it as written. <laughs> Azadistan is uh, split in half, and if we're not careful, Celestial Being will come and fuck up our country. I'm trying to get solar power. That'd help, since we can't export our oil. But solar power <laughs> fucked everything up, so the conservatives hate that idea. <laughs> Setsuna does not look... <laughs> I'm sorry, like, she's talking, and Setsuna looks like, I would rather be anywhere else. To be I fair, mean, that's to be always, fair. That's, Setsuna just has a resting bitch face, to be fair. He always looks like... As somebody who has the same thing, I get it. So anyway, she's like, yeah, and if we do a civil war, they're gonna show up. And Setsuna's like, ah, oh, yeah, celestial being. And she counters it with, like, they are a group of fanatics who think they can stop war with force. And I'm like, uh, that is usually how wars often stop. Well, she would argue that most wars end in diplomacy, which is technically true. Yes, but after one side doesn't have the force to continue. And she's like, yeah, sure, war isn't right. But the reality is that people are losing their lives because of celestial being. Remember those 500 people that died off screen? And these unilateral interventions. It's like, yeah. We haven't seen any countries have their economies ruined, though. Maybe the mercenary country? Whatever the fuck that was called? I think it maybe got better, actually. It maybe had better economy. Now they're building a space elevator, I think. So she's like, man, do these people think they're God? And Setson is like, no. Like, we are called Celestial Bean. I mean, they. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, hey, people die in wars too, you know. She's like, the the interventions are too arbitrary. And I'm like, no, they set down a pretty good set of rules. If you do these things, we will show up. It's not like they're picking and choosing. Like, okay, this war between the Eagle Union and the uh, Human Reform League, we're not going to get involved in that. But the human reform and the advanced Europeans, yeah, we're going to fuck that shit up. Yeah, there are definitely problems with this, don't get me wrong. But as you know, if you're on our Patreon, I'm watching Gundam Wing with Kevin right now, which cannot decide if it is pro-total pacifism or pro-total war. It's alternating back and forth. We just watched the episode where Catra's dad dies because Catra's dad didn't want to do a war, so he took an asteroid and they blew him up. And it's two sides of the same coin. I thought you were going to say, and so he took an asteroid to the face, but... (laughs) Whereas I do think Gundam 00 is expressing its theme much more succinctly of, hey, it's not good to just talk, but also it's not good to eschew that entirely. You get more with a kind word and a gun than just a kind word. Yes, but Setsuna can't speak, so he only has a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why he needs a partner who has a kind word. Hey, look! Yeah, exactly. They're forming the party. Is Locke on the healer? No, he's ranged support, obviously. That's a character. Oh, God. I just realized Thierry is the healer. Oh, that makes sense. But also, he has smite. <laughs> well, he's a he's a 5e cleric. That's why the virtue is so powerful. He's just converting all of his spells into inflict wounds. So, Marina's like, you need to make talks and to advance the world. And Setsuna continues with, while talks are held, people die. He's not wrong. No, he is not. Th- this is where we literally find out that Azadistan destroyed his home country. Yeah, and she's like, you gonna play the Hitler card on me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a comeback for that. But until the end, the two countries always thought a peaceful solution. And And, uh, Setsuna is very set in this idea. While they did that, people were dying. People I knew. And she's like, wait a minute. Were you in the war? No, that couldn't be. You would have been like six. (laughs) I'm assuming he's 16. So I'm assuming 10. Yeah, he would have been like six. (laughs) (laughs) She asked, was he fighting? And his response is, I am still fighting. Which I'm curious to know... 
to think, is he talking about he's still fighting that war? Is that what, is he's, that what he means? Is he metaphorically still fighting that particular war, or is he being literal of, I'm still fighting? Because he then outs himself right after this. I think there are three ways you can take it. I wonder if it's supposed to mean multiple things. Like, he, in his head, he's still fighting that war. He is, does seem fairly hostile towards Marina here. Yes, but I think that's actually contradicted by earlier in the text. I do think you can take it that way. But he keeps flashing back to Ali as being like, do it for God. And then be like, God isn't real. So I think he is over that sort of fight. But he is still fighting. This is by far the most we've gotten into sets in his head. And while I think this scene is a little clunky, like I said earlier, I actually really like this as the first real insight into what's going on with Setsuna. Well, I mean, it also reinforces that he has a very warped outlook on the world, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, he is a Gundam. <laughs> and so she like, she gets really scared and is like, are you a member of the conservatives here to kill me? It's like, one, where did your bodyguards go? Your car is right <laughs> over there. Well, they had to go arrest that person. <laughs> Setsuna's response to this is, killing you won't change anything. So no, I'm not going to kill you. Which I'm kinda, not Hero Yui. Not that I wouldn't <laughs> kill you. I actually don't think he would kill her. Because he is very much on, like at this point, seems to, if you are not holding out a weapon at me, or I'm intervening, which means you have a weapon, I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to, but I'm not really going to pay attention to you either. Yeah, unless he is Gundam, he is hot dog. <laughs> I understand. And so she's like, Kamal, the fake name he gave her. And he's like, no, I'm Setsuna F.S.A. That's my cold name. I am a Gundam Meister of Celestial Being. I don't know why I'm telling you this. <laughs> okay, so here's my outlook onto this. Her being like the total pacifist and being like, we need to talk. We need to at least, you know, put peace talks on the table. And Celestial Being being like, I'm going to murder all of you. Has really gotten under his skin, especially the reminder of the war he fought in initially. So this is actually his emotions running wild on him. And that's why he's telling her this. That's actually my read, too. I also think it's an emotional outburst, but I kind of have a reverse of your earlier thought. And I think he is genuinely warning her in this moment. He is saying, I am a member of Celestial Being, and you are right to be scared. We will come for you if you don't get your shit together. So get your shit together, because I don't want to come. I don't actually want to come fight that war again. Except for the fact that he, it's not a matter of like, he might be warning her about the country there. But they haven't actually attacked world leaders yet. Yeah. Like, even in the Tribia situation where it would have made the most sense. I mean, his threat is if the conflict doesn't end, we will go to Azadistan. Like, your worst fear is accurate. And then he just leaves her there and she collapses to uh, her knee, hands and knees. Near her bodyguard show up. And she's like, sorry, was... I, I had to use the can. And she's like, that was not a very funny joke. And, and you know the uh, the buddy system. That's why they were all gone. It's because they're like, oh, I need to use the can. So they left. And then the other guy was like, oh, I need to go get a hot dog. She's with a guy from our country, right? It'll be fine. So Chun-Li's brutler is like, <laughs> it looks like they abandoned all of their main bases. But, huh, this is weird. People are just leaking us a whole bunch of secret bases they have. All sorts of acronyms are leaking us information. It looks, and see, there's not a even, four-letter one. They're not even TLAs. And Chun-Li's like, ah, the world is telling us to take action. I love how confident she looks when she says that, too. Well, I mean, she's right. Yeah, and I do love that we actually get some view on some world leaders, including the president's aide. But he's like, we can't deal with the terrorists, but Celestial Being can. Yeah, they and they have a vested interest in dealing with them. Yeah, which is why this says to me that there isn't a state sponsoring this. Because we find out that all sorts of intel organizations are specifically trying to get Celestial Being's attention 
to go deal Unless with this. it was a smaller nation, not yeah. a necessarily affiliated with one of the major three, because obviously there are some more. Or a sub-faction within one of the larger ones. Like, they are giant nations. Yeah. So they're going to attack at 1400 Greenwich Mean Time. GMT? Yeah, which is Zulu. I thought, I didn't think it was uh, Greenwich. I thought it, I thought it was, or am I just pronouncing it differently? Is it's it Greenwich. actually, Gre- is yes, it supposed it to be Greenwich? Greenwich. Yep. Okay. It's, it's oh. British. They don't know how to fucking spell. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, like, they have seen the word a lot, but never actually heard it. So they're like, look out, guys. They might have mobile suits. And Lock-On's like, I'll just kill them then. Since apparently the AU's favorite thing is to sell terrorists mobile suits. They are really good at it. In fact, I believe someone makes fun of them for it at some point. It, we've seen that already. So Setsuna is driving his motorcycle to his Gundam, and I swore he was going to go on a ramp and go straight into the cockpit, and I'm kind of sad he does not. I kind (laughs) of thought that was going to be the case as well, because it does give off that impression as he's going in that he's going to, like, Corlander this thing. Yeah, but instead he just drives up to his lift wire. And we actually get a shot of how they're able to hide it, because apparently the Gundams can completely cloak. cloak. The cockpit of his motorcycle even opens, too, so he ran to jump out into it, but he doesn't. I just realized that doesn't make a lot of sense, because he just let it go by, mm-hmm. you know, was hanging on to it. Wouldn't he have been carried away with by the uh, the cockpit of the motorcycle? It's a really stiff... Oh, no, I see what you're saying. Uh, hmm. Uh, no, he jumped. Yeah. He jumped onto the ladder. He Yoshi'd that bitch. Uh, so... How much do you think is the insurance on that? Who's going to have to go get that? Like, how are they going to retrieve that bike? I was wondering that same thing because, like, it's got to have GPS, right? I just pictured the, the, like, controller at the taxi company going, why is it all the way out there? Why do we rent these things to people? (laughs) Who was the last guy to rent this thing? Why doesn't he have insurance on our books? Who rented this? So cut back to Gundemeister Island where the ladies are hanging out with their freestanding laptops in nature. And like, we launched all the Gundam boys, ma'am. Do you have any other orders? And she's like, nope. They can handle themselves. They're adults. I trust those kids. We don't need to manage this one. Let's go to the beach. It's beach day time. And Christina's like, are you sure, ma'am? She's like, you should know. After this, we're going back to space. And Christina's like, Felt, it is beach time right now. (laughs) And she's like, She looks so serious. She always does. It's great. No, no. Christina looks so serious about how it is now beach time. Yes. Felt looks at some coral. That's how you can tell she's having fun. Christina swims with fish. She's actually having fun. And Sumeragi just tans. With a drink. And drinks. Well, yes. I, it's Sumeragi. That's assumed. <laughs> and then uh, whatever the hell this guy's name is. Ian Vashti. Ian Vashti comes up and he's not hes not, hes not ogling anymore. He, he's being very serious and is like, who would have thought all these intelligence agencies would have helped us? And she's like, well, they're just <laughs> using us. As we see Christina very eagerly slashing Felt and Felt. Like, with uh, using one hand, turned away, <laughs> going, eh. Participating. Eh. <laughs> she's getting that participation grading class. In beach class. Well, she, it is one of those situations where Christina is clearly, Felt is clearly Christina's friend. <laughs> and this is something Christina really likes. But Felt is the introvert friend who is like, I will participate, but I cannot raise enthusiasm for this. So Vashi's like, well, even if they're just using us, it's a pretty big step forward. It's kind of accepting us. They have seen, hey, Celestial Being ain't so bad. We can use them to attack terrorists. We can't act against ourselves. Which uh, is important enough that Sumeragi sits up on her uh, beach chair and lowers her sunglasses to reply. So Tiaria, Tiaria is a base. <laughs> the only way he knows how. Didn't they say they were going to send uh, the Curios to support Virtue? They sure did. Why? <laughs> <laughs> there were only three bases and it was close? I don't know. 
Go go support virtue. Why? So he doesn't destroy a town <laughs> and only destroys the base. So- Cut to Dynamis ripping through like a uh, cliff city type of thing. Yeah, like a Mesa Verde. I don't know if people who aren't in Colorado know what that is. We traditionally call them cliff dwellings, but... Cliff city. Yeah, like a cliff city. I, I was willing to accept cliff city. Cliff building. That's where Clifford the Big Red Dog comes from, right? Cliff city? He grew up in a river, which is why he's Cliff Ford. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to give him a high five on ones like that. You're encouraging him. My secret goal was to get a high five tonight. So, <laughs> so you've cleared that objective? Yes. Mission complete. Uh, I find Lockon's dialogue kind of clunky as we see him blowing up civilians. We've seen in the past, he's the one who's always like, eh, come on, I don't want to hurt you, surrender. So I think his actions are clear enough. I don't necessarily like that they feel the need to reiterate this in text. He's not destroying, he's not even killing civilians. He's killing, like, he's Uh, killing terrorists. I said civilians. What I meant was ground troops. Humans. He's shooting humans. He's shooting, thank you. He's shooting PBIs. Yeah, he's shooting infantry with Gundam weapons. And then when the mobile suits come, he goes for cockpit shots. Do you think, um... Dynamis isn't equipped with Vulcans. I don't. Yeah, oh. where would they put them? Because it's got the weird head thing. I don't think it is equipped with Vulcans. I don't know that any of the Devil O guns are just, actually equipped with Vulcans. I just had that same thought of. I don't think we ever. We haven't seen them use them at the very least. Yep. The Exe has been shot at by them, but it doesn't have them. Cut to a boat, which is what Setsuna has been charged with destroying. I mean, that's actually a pretty good spot for a uh, a hidden headquarters, just because of the fact that it's always moving. And he's like, Shin's my hero, and proceeds to sink the boat. With his sword, no less. But then, enemy mobile armor, it's got crab tensors. Uh, hey, spoilers, I love this thing. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. This, is, this thing is so stupid. No, I don't actually. This thing is no Zamzaza, boy. No Zamzaza. <laughs> oh, wait, no. That's what Ron Barral says, because his goof is better than Azaku. And You'll be pulls... happy to learn this is this thing's only appearance. It does show up in the double O manga where, with, with the super terrorist, but this is its only animated appearance. Does it have a name? Yes, uh, it's it's in the uh, G Gundam Generation Crossrays thing, but I can't remember what it's called. It's the Shuchai, I think is probably more Chinese pronunciation that I can't do. They do not say it on screen, though, so I have no idea. Shuchai, maybe? Yeah, so it doesn't matter because it doesn't go boom. So Setson is like, a mobile eye armor? Really? It's old, and I'm surprised they have this. Oh, I guess I should fight back. It, it opens a, like, a mouth to try and bite him, I guess. So he just chops his arms off and it shoots torpedoes at him. But he does lose his shield. He's good at that. I think he just doesn't like it. And he dropped it. <laughs> uh, we see it as a human reform league unit because it has their pilot suit. But uh, the Exia has beam daggers. And beam sabers. So the you know, looking at l- looking at this, <laughs> this kind of means that uh, Setsuna lost his shield and his beam daggers. Yep. Uh, but that's okay because the beam daggers exploded and that's the only thing they needed to protect. I mean, they would have sank to the bottom of the ocean anyway. You don't yeah. think Sergey would look down there? Depends on how deep it is. If they have easy access to getting down there, or how well those things would hold up when you hit the ground. So Chen Li's like, all right, tell our spies to keep monitoring them, and we'll call it good. And find the country that supported them. And she's like, man, the world sucks sometimes. Cut to a jet. A weird-ass-looking passenger jet. So it actually looks like a Cessna. Not a Cessna. Is a Cessna one of them? No, uh, uh, sorry, a Concorde. Yes, it does look like a Concorde. It looks like a Concorde, but it's got, it, like, bites taken out of its wings. Mm-hmm. It's actually slightly more aerodynamic that way. It's weird. I looked it up because I was curious. So Marina's in first class being a princess. Thinking I- about Setsuna. 
Yeah, well, her teacher is like, uh, so I got you a meeting, but they're probably not going to help you. And then, so I like how she's like, nah, nah, he was just pulling my leg. It's impossible he was a member of Celestial Being. And then the Exia does a flyby. Those are some really bitchin' windows. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got like a skylight. Yeah, th- it's for Gundam viewing. <laughs> and Marina's like, oh, shit. It's a Gundam. Oh. Oh. Would, why? Although I, I love how we, we cut above it to where he was. And if you look at the top of that plane, there is no window there. And that's the end of the episode. That's no window, boy. No window. Uh, so, Tyler, do you have a high point? I think it's going to be very specifically felt half-assedly splashing. <laughs> um, <laughs> just m- made this entire episode for me. Zach? I have to go with uh, Setsuna and Marina's talk. Because it, it, that is very much a better look and a more deep examination of Setsuna's character that we've kind of needed for a while now. I wish Marina was set up a bit better because I think the conversation would have worked better there. But we got through the whole scene without complaining about her. So it's her first scene that I think is actually good and moves things forward. Yeah, she hasn't really gotten a lot of chances to really set up. It hasn't felt like the show has particularly cared to do that yet. But still, I like the scene because it is something that we've needed out of sets. And it does help to flesh her out a bit more, too. Even if she is the general give piece a chance tambourine banging hippie. Is she? I feel she, like she's more like, I would like my country not to explode well, sort of person. She is reinforcing the idea of, you know, we have to we have to talk. Give like, peace a chance. Give peace a chance. It's not peace through superior firepower, like some members of the podcast are. <laughs> it is peace through superior firepower, except the ammunition is words. So she's just really, really into the burning wheel conversation combat? Yes, like me. And Phoenix Wright. <laughs> <laughs> what's your uh, high point jeremy uh you took the good one zach and tyler took the funny one so what is mine i'm gonna go with saji's character development and he's like oh man but like the world is real and it's not just something <laughs> that happens to other people maybe i'm gonna have to stop being a shitty teenager oh no it's a gundam show oh no my, my backup high point was ian vashti trying to look past <laughs> hallelujah you have a low point tyler Hooray, we solved terrorism. <laughs> Yay. Graham Aker said we couldn't do it. We sh- we'll show him. <laughs> Zach. I think it's the fact that they set this up last episode and then solved it immediately. Like, this feels like something that they should have to take a lot more time to deal with. And it's just set up and we're done. I feel like it loses a lot of that gravitas. And it does kind of feel like they introduced this solely so they could send Setsuna incognito to scotland to meet marina yeah and i feel like there were other ways we could have hit that plot contrivance mine is going to be the design on that rent a taxi it looks so bad <laughs> oh i thought it was pretty good actually. i kind of like the rent the, the, the city bike I, I, I like the idea of it i think it looks super dumb I, i'm fine with him renting a taxi bike that's that's all fine it looks futuristic yeah it looks like jack atlas should be you dueling you say fudo <laughs> on it do you have an mvp tyler i was trying to decide between Setsuna and Felt. Yeah, I and think th- that's also who I am between right now. Yeah, and I think I'm going to give it to Felt. I will change my vote to Setsuna if no one gives at least one vote to Setsuna for this episode. Haro. <laughs> Zach, are you going with Haro again? No, he's going with Felt. <laughs> no, I'm going. I'm actually going with Setsuna. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to, to say that and bring that up because that is a great little thing from Felt. Mostly because, like, like I said, this is something that we we got sets in his character, and we've kind of needed that for a while now. And I really like the way it's done. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also going to give it to Setsuna for that reason. Although I was also considering Felt pretty heavily. Well, Felt is like the star of the comedic bits of this episode. Do we need to put a dumb crab on our mobile suit list? I'm, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the dumb crab, although I feel like we... Uh, have... I think this is the worst mobile armor we've had on had in an episode. It certainly knows Amzaza. I think we're all in agreement there. I do like it more than the cancer. I don't. I think I do, though. The Krabby Claws help. The cancer also has Krabby Claws, and they have torpedoes in them. Yeah, but they're really dumb. <laughs> I do think it's worse than the Mobius. I would agree with that. Yeah. Final question, then. Better or worse than the real dough? The proto-flag. I think it's worse. The real dough can transform, and I like that. Yeah, yeah, I would have to say it's worse. It's at least got an interesting design. Okay, so the Shui Chai, who I'm going to put in parentheses, double O crab, <laughs> goes you know, at number 95 above the Cancer and below the real dough. You know, you got double O four, double O seven, obviously, double O crab. For aquatic he specializes missions. in aquatic missions. He's double a frogman. Double O snake, who's like, what if Solid Snake was a refined gentleman? That'll do it for this week. Do we have any other final thoughts on this episode? I really like that we got that view into Sets in His Head, finally. Felt is an MVP in this episode. There's some fun stuff there. And I think we're finally in a positive direction in a lot of ways. But we kind of undersold Tyler's low point in some ways, because I totally agree. This was set up as a big deal, and they deal with it in one episode the way they deal with everything. Blow it up. That was mine, not Tyler's. Well, yeah, mine was... We solve terrorism, which yeah. is kind oh. of the same thing. Yeah. So. Well, we both kind of had the same thing. Mine was more specifically the fact that we set it up and then immediately solved it. Yeah. I do like that we're finally tying some more characters together, though. I think this show like has such a big cast, we desperately need to establish more connections. Of course, right now, one of the primary problems with that is that the characters that are outside of Celestial Being are tied into the plot through Setsuna. Yeah. And he's the only one that has these external connections. And I wish anyone else did. Soma is sort of tied to Alleluia, which means Smirnov is sort of tied to Alleluia. But for the most part, you guys are right. But, well, I mean, I, I've been said that they've really been tied because they had that one very brief interaction. Yeah. Um, Soma has actually not ever spoken to any of them. And Sergei has exchanged, like, two words, more or less, with a Gundam pilot. Well, I'm just thinking, like, what if Graham Aker was, like, really hot shot? like plane mode boy and then he could have a rivalry with uh the curios that would be something else at least it's all, not all setsuna yeah we don't need everything to be about setsuna a- apparently we do though so. although we also got some insight on lock on this episode too that right? is true. it's more subtle but we get that as yeah, well but i more mean like the yeah. character connections are all being woven through yeah. setsuna Yasaji is his neighbor Graham and ollie have to rival at him marita has to be in despair because of him you're right all right, that'll do it for this week. It's a gun and we'll return in the honor of a great power. Oh,